This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where you learn how to be a transformative principal by listening to amazing leaders tell their stories. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. And please like the Facebook page for this podcast, facebook.com slash transformative principle. Transformative principle episode 82 with David Long. This is the second part of my interview with David Long. And in this episode, we are going to talk about some of the things that you can do to help make sure that you're doing you're recognizing your employees. And um, what we want to do is find a way to uh, help people be engaged in what it is that they're doing and um, look at some of the metrics that he uses and then actually talk to kids about how they feel their teachers are doing and use those metrics to help determine whether or not you're uh, what teachers should get the employee of the month award. Um, and he really emphasizes using the recognition chart to make sure that you're checking in on your teachers. And he's got a special deal. If you, um, buy his book that he'll tell you at the end. And, uh, I listened to him on another podcast. I contacted him like he said to, and it's, uh, it's pretty cool. He's an amazing guy and obviously very successful. And I hope that he helps you be a better leader for your employees. I just thought this popped in my head and I don't know if it worked for your, for your, uh, but I believe it would quite frankly. I, I shouldn't have said, I don't know if it would work. I believe it would. <laughs> I, I believe if you actually had what we do, we do occasionally, there's employee engagement surveys but you do student engagement surveys where you ask mm -hmm. students, and your kids are old enough, 6th, 7th, and 8th, you said, yeah. right? Okay. Your kids are old enough. And you can have, and it'd be simplistic questions, but how well do you feel the teacher teaches blah, blah, blah? Or how well do you feel the teacher encourages you blah, blah, blah? You know what I mean? Yep. And you basically rank these things, and that, my friend, would be a very easy way, and that would keep your teachers on their toes. Yeah, you understand? It, it, it sure would. So one of and the you would know quicker that you had an issue, right? With a teacher. So one of the issues that uh, that people in education raise is that competition um, like this makes shuts people down, makes them not want to do. <laughs> I always, I always love hearing that because it is, it is, it's poppycock. The reason that people don't want to be 
compared to others is because they're the weakest people. Mm-hmm. The most successful people love it, eat it up, mm-hmm. you know. But the weakest people don't want to be compared to other people. Oh, you're cheapening what it is we're doing. Really? If you interview and assess what the kids believe they're getting from the teacher and how their scores are, which that's another, that's another metric at the end of the year mm-hmm. compared to the other teachers, it's easy to determine who your teacher of the year is. You know, when you have that much, that many months of metrics and that right. much, you know, that many results from various things that you're keeping up with. You don't get at the end of the year. I can't believe you recognize Tom, Tom, Tom Jones because, you know, he was so weak in all these other areas. Well, as the year goes along, everyone knows why Tom is, has won at the end of the year. Yeah. So what are some of the the metrics that you use for your um, uh consultant um, sure. positions. Let's look at that. First of all, it's a, uh, it's dollar per ticket. That's one thing. That's not the first thing I should say. Uh, how much they do in renewal sales of their clients every month. Mm-hmm. In other words, they have, they're assigned roughly each consultant is assigned between uh, around 800 clients. You say, well, that's a lot. Well, really, it, you know, you're not talking with each of them every month. You know, a lot of people say, Dave, I'm busy. I don't have time. Can you please, um, you know, just send me emails? Well, we're, we're going to send you emails, but we're also going to touch base with you every month or so to make sure everything's okay. Right. You know, I just need to remind me, send me an email to remind me I need to turn in my monthly winners. Yeah, that, that's great. But we want to add value, Jethro, so we don't want to just give you your nameplates for your winners, for your winners plaques. There's more to it than that. You know, we want to show you ways that we've just discovered of ways that you can improve your relationships with your employees. Why would you not want to do that? You know, that kind of thing. In your, in your case, relationship with your teachers and the students, I might add. You know, so this is something uh, that when people put it in place, it magnifies the success. Let me give you a statistic. And this is from like lean production, lean manufacturing, Toyota production system uh, for, I don't know if you're familiar with Kaizen, which is a continuous improvement, Japanese word continuous improvement. Uh-huh. Now, what, what you want to do basically is you want to – anything that you are monitoring automatically and people know it, it automatically is improved by 10% by you doing nothing but letting them know you're paying attention to that. That's powerful. Yeah. 10%. So if you have a certain amount of kids dropping out of school – Let's say hopefully at that age they can't really drop out. But if they get to high school and you have uh, 2,000 kids in a high school, mm-hmm. it's uncommon in some places, um, yeah. and you lose 10%, or even if, it's, even if it's 100 kids and you lose 10% of them, my goodness, that's a tragedy. It is. Can I tell you a quick cool story about that? Absolutely, of course. So um... – I was at an elementary school down in Utah before I was up here. I was an assistant principal and we were having this problem with attendance. We only had about 85% of our kids come to school mm-hmm. and that's not good. That's it's terrible. A lot of kids not showing up. Absolutely. And uh, so we tried doing these reward programs. We tried doing these different things and nothing was really working because the kids who didn't want to be there just didn't want to be there period. And right. so what I started doing is I started doing this, uh, um, this announcement every day announcing what our percentage of attendance was. Right. And this was an elementary school. So kindergarten through 
third grade, they didn't really get it. They didn't really know what those percentages meant. <laughs> right, right. But they knew that I was talking about kids coming to school that day. And so almost immediately, our attendance jumped from 85% up yeah. to about 95%. And that was all that we had to do. And so then every once in a while, I'd go into a classroom, make the announcement from the classroom that had 100% attendance. Mm. And that was a big deal. And wow. all I did was say, we're paying attention to this, just like you said and mm -hmm. paying attention to it. And all of a sudden, all these kids started coming to school. And yep. it was just amazing to see that happen. Let me, that's great. That's a perfect example. Let me give you another perfect example. I believe it was Ford Motor Company. They had three shifts of people building cars. And what they did, one manager decided that he would go up and write a number on the board next to the time card, uh -huh. on time clock. And he wrote the number. And what that number was, everybody's going, what, what's that number? That's how many cars were built by the third shift. Oh, you know, yeah. well, we, we're better than they are. So before it was done, there was a 20-some percent increase in the amount of cars that were built in a given shift. Yeah. How much money does that matter? It matters a lot. That's massive amount. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. So what are some of the other um, metrics you use for your uh, consultants? Okay. Uh, actually, time on the phone. We want them talking to our clients. How many calls they answer. One of the things that I learned when, in my old AT&T days, that was one of the jobs I had. I was quite successful at it. Uh, I hated it, but I was <laughs> successful at it. I don't like, you know, I, I was meant to be an entrepreneur, so I get frustrated when there's a bunch of stupid rules and nobody can tell you why they're there. Yeah. So, you know, that wasn't a good example for me, but uh, I forgot what I was going to say. AT&T days. Oh, yeah, that's right. Time on the phone. Uh, answering the phone when people call by the third ring. If the fourth ring is heard, I immediately go into irritated mode. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, I, I don't answer the phones anymore. Actually, hardly I'm ever in my office anymore, quite frankly, yeah. except my book club. If you read, you know, read my book, you learned yeah. about that. And, of course, my manager's meetings. But I, I go around and talk to my people. So, But that's it. I'm only in the office roughly about seven hours a week. But you know, that was one of the things I learned from AT&T is answer the phone. Because once you get to that fourth and fifth and sixth ring, people start to have a momentary amount of doubt in their mind. Is Jethro still in business? Right. Right? So you don't want them ever thinking that. So yeah. answer the phone by the third call. So we rate them on that. You know, how many calls did you answer, Jethro, compared to other people? We don't want people thinking, well, somebody else will get it. Uh-uh, not a world-class company. World-class right. company says, let me handle that for you. And that's what we want all our people thinking. So we reward that as well. Let's see what else. On top of my head. So how do you, uh, how do you track that? Um... How do we track it? Yeah. We have a very sophisticated phone system, a database, it CRM. Okay. It keeps it for us. You know, when you, when you clock in in the morning for people who are hourly, you know, it tells us how much time you're there. And then the phone system tells us how much time you're on the phone. It's pretty simplistic once it's set up. Cool. And because that you it matters, you right. bought a system that would track that, right? Right. And we just came. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we've set it up over the years. We, you know, once again, this is our 26th year. Right. But now we've added the various things that we, we roll out something new every year. Last year, we rolled out color logos on the plaques mm -hmm. and we gave people as a matter of fact the vast majority of our our clients upgraded the color our great day it was over 90 percent and uh, it's actually higher than that's closer almost to 100 percent now 
everybody. And I tell people, I said, Jethro, I said, at home, do you watch a color TV or black and white? <laughs> right? Color. Color. Right, right. Who's watching black and white today? So <laughs> why, why would you not want your company logo in, in color? You know, I, I bought five $65,000 color printers to be able to do that for our mm -hmm. clients. And every new sale that came, when they get a sample plaque of what it is we're going to do, they have color logo on there anyway. So that's what they see. And, yeah. But we upgraded. That was one of the things we do. We, we ranked our, 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 our C's, recognition consultants, on how effective they were at upgrading our clients to color. Mm -hmm. But now that that's done, now we've come up with a new thing that we wanted to, to you know, once you have the once a month employee recognition uh, presentation. You know, we make it, if you want me to talk about that later, I can. But when you do that, and you only do that one day a month, right? Mm -hmm. You're recognizing all the people. So you got this gap of roughly 30 days almost, or 29 or 30 days in between there that you don't really have uh, a presentation per se that everybody knows what's going on. So what we did was, is, and we, we actually got this idea from another company because we're always paying attention what other people do as well because we want to be the best of everything to our clients. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure that they're most successful of any company that does what we do. So we, we learned about you know this greeting cards. I don't know if you've ever heard of send-out cards, but we mm -hmm. use those as well. But that's sendoutcards.com. You should check that out. It's pretty good about green cards and reminders and all that. Um, but what we do primarily is we have developed what we call spot-on cards. And it has roughly several hundred recognition opportunities. There's shout-out pads where if I saw a teacher doing something, uh, I would give them, a, you know, give them a little coupon there. And then I, ha I keep the stub. And then when we get together, we talk about, in, our man in, our, in your case, a teacher's meeting, I recognize them or whatever it was they did. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I saw you talking with a troubled child and how, how much better that child's doing. And I just wanted to say, you know, whatever you said, Jethro, to that child, that child is doing phenomenally well. Please share with everyone the situation and what you said and how that's going now. You let those people shine. It's not the Jethro show. Right. It's your people. So you make sure that you make you, you it's like a, um, a GE Jack Welch former CEO of Jack uh, uh, pardon me of GE he said that when you are an individual within a company it's all about you but when you become a leader it's all about your people and the only way you're going to be successful is for your people to be successful and man i, I that just is so proven in my life, you know, since we've been doing book club meetings and you read about that, but yeah. since we've been doing that, oh my goodness, it has bonded us together as a team like nothing I've ever seen. And I've gotten so many testimonials since my book's been out. You know, I could, you know, I've got telephone calls where my RCs will send me and say, Dave, you got to listen to this. You know, this HR manager was just talking about, you know, they started their own book club in their company and how they're getting texts and calls from their employees and saying, wow, this is awesome. Because the book clubs, my friend, are to work on making you better as a person, not job skills for what you do. In other words, I'll use a prime example. Uh, we actually read Dale uh, Carnegie's book, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And at the time, Jethro, we had 30-some employees. When we got to the end of that book, I had four of my employees that immediately said to me within that next following week, Dave, 
or, or actually in the course of reading the book, actually one or two of them did, but they said, Dave, that book saved my marriage. I had one of my young ladies who her and her husband were completely separated from each other, living in different places. And she came to me, Jethro, and she said, Dave, that book showed me that I am the problem, not my husband. Wow. Wow. And that's, that's they're awesome. back together today. Yeah. Now, so, can so, you put a price on that, my friend? No, you can't. Because can't. what you're talking about and what I loved about reading your book is that it's not about um, it's not about just making these people work harder for you. Yeah. It's about really improving every aspect of your lives. And I think now would be a good time for you to take a step back and talk about the book club process and what that actually looks like because you've alluded to it many times in yeah. powerful ways. And just talk about how you set that up and why you do that and why that's so important. Well, I've always been, my father taught me to be a reader when I was younger. He handed me Dale Carnegie's book uh, when I was uh, 14 years old and I read it. And his thing to me was, which is like any kid would be interested. He said, well, son, if you want to be more popular in school, which I already was, I was an athlete, so I was already popular in school. But he said, if you want to be more popular in school and have more friends, read this book. Now, who doesn't want to do that? Right. So I read it and it really did. It really transformed my thinking on things. And and it, it's a huge portion of why I've been successful in my life because I, I realized that that is the key is to make other people feel important and show them that they are significant right. to you. So what I did was because I've been a reader, I've read a book by Dr. Tony Zeiss, by the way, who mm -hmm. is the president of Central Piedmont Community College in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, Jethro, that is the largest community college network in America. Huh. So uh, Tony is a very sharp individual. I actually, he's a friend and mentor of mine now, mm -hmm. uh, and I wanted to meet him. And when I was writing my own book, I, I asked to come speak to him. So we became friends. So he, he's a great guy. And uh, anyway, so I read his book called The 12 Essential Rules for Becoming Indispensable, I believe it was. And I read it, and I was like, holy cow. You know, I only had about 11 employees at the time. So I said, I'm going to buy copies of this book, and we're going to read this with my employees. So I called a meeting, and I said, guys, here is a copy of a book I want us all to read together. I said, I'm gonna, I want you to take it. I want you to read Chapter 1 on Attitude, and I want you to come back here Next week, I'm going to buy pizza, and we're going to sit around on our lunch hour, and we're going to talk about this first chapter. And, of course, they all looked at me like I'd lost my mind, mm -hmm. and uh, they didn't want to do it. And actually, I had a couple of my salespeople, of all people, come up to me afterwards and say, uh, after the meeting, they said, David, we, we're not real comfortable with this. You know, we don't, you know, we don't want to read. In I said, you're not reading in front of other people. You're just telling what you got out <laughs> of the chapter. I said, it's not an option. It's mandatory. So... I said, you know, here's you got your copy of the book. Here's a highlighter. Here's a notebook. Come back in here next Wednesday or whenever the day was. I think I think it was Wednesday, but come back in here and we're going to talk about chapter one on attitude. So when we came in, Jethro, nobody said anything. And I started to tell them where I had my attitude that affected me in my life. And one by one over the next two or three weeks, everybody started chiming in. And man, that bonded people like nothing had ever been done before. You had people from production going to lunch with salespeople. That never happened before. Mm -hmm. You know, they had totally different mindset. You know, people from support going to lunch with uh, salespeople. And see, when they're going off together, they tend to talk and say, hey, you know, uh, yeah, when you guys do this, it really hurts us. It, you know, it causes a problem for us. How can we work this out? So they started to talk and made things better between them, ironed out problems, because sometimes it was an adversarial situation. Right. You know, it's us against them. 
And you don't want that in a company if you're going to be successful. You can't have that. No. So it, it, that became something that they, you know, it melted away. It bonded us as a group. I've had people just break down and start crying in book club of certain things that a chapter or a video that we watched reminded them of their past and their life. Or maybe their mother or father or a sibling or friend or something. So that has done, we do that once a week and we've been doing it now for over a decade. Mm -hmm. And my goodness, I, you know, when people, if I have to fire somebody, which is very rare, the number one thing that they tell me when I see them or they write back to me later and they haven't found another company anywhere close to how we are, Mm -hmm. they want to come back and they want to come back and they, I miss book club. I miss book club. (laughs) And that's powerful. That is powerful. What's what's it's made me billions, by the way. If you want to put a monetary number, it's made me and my people millions. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um. So you you're talking about books that are not just about your particular industry, right? I just want to make sure that no, it's nothing about my industry at all. It's not sales training. It's personal development, if you will. It's making you more effective. Right now, for example, Jethro, prime example of what I'm talking about. We are watching as a company. We split the company up. Half the people, 10 o'clock on Wednesday. The other half, 10 o'clock on Thursday. We are doing Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. Awesome. And we're going through that. And by the way, you are a principal. Kids never learn this stuff in school, and they need to. It's life training. Mm -hmm. You could teach them all the things you want to, but if you don't teach them, don't get in debt, don't get credit cards, they're going to come your way with all these you know, solicitations. Don't do it. You become a slave. Here's why you need to save money so when you go to school, you don't get out of school with you know, $50,000 worth of debt or more. You, know, you teach them about using money wisely, how credit is so important that you don't flippantly say, I'm not going to pay my bills this month. Why? Does it matter? Well, you're going to pay more for your insurance mm-hmm. because you have bad credit. You're going to pay higher interest rates because you have high, you know, past bad credit. When you go to buy a house or a car, you're educating these people. Oh, by the way, when I educate my employees on financial matters and they're better at managing their money, my employees are all of a sudden not getting calls from creditors. Right. And I don't know about you, Jethro, but if you're at work, and by the way, when I lost everything, I had people calling me. I know what it feels like. I'm not bragging. I'm just stating fact. I didn't like it. People called my wife. This is back pre-cell phone days, calling the house when I was at work and telling them, hey, we haven't been paid yet. And then Mm -hmm. then she gave my my number at the office. They were calling me at the office. When those people call you, it changes your mindset, my friend. You're no longer a very effective employee or teacher in your case. Right. So when you invest in your people and making them better, that's why they wanted to be in book club because it was all about them, not about me, not about making them more money at the company, though it does. I wanted my people to have better relationships with their family. I wanted them to have better relationships with their employees. I wanted them to be able to pay their bills. I wanted them to be the best they could be. And as a result, they are immensely, immensely loyal to me. Yeah. So um, I know we're coming close to our, our time limit, and I just want to ask you one more question. We've talked about a lot of stuff here today. What is is the one thing that someone should start doing today as a principal to start recognizing their teachers and staff at their school? Where should they start with everything we've talked about? 
well, quite frankly, I'm going to send you um, that chart. And uh, I want you, you know, if you incorporate that, it's a reminder. And once again, when people know that you're checking things, there's an automatic 10% improvement. If you give this to your teachers and explain to them why it matters and how it will impact their kids paying more attention to the teacher because the teacher, pardon me, the child knows the teacher really does care about them. Mm -hmm. They've got buy-in. They're going to have better success as a teacher with each and every student because there will be kids that fall through the cracks if you don't watch out what's going on, if you don't pay attention to these things. Remember, 10% improvement automatically just when people know that you're paying attention. I would definitely do that. And the number one thing I would do, and your teachers are probably not going to want to hear this, but you need to invest in your education. You know, Just because you're in education and teaching other people doesn't make you better. You need to constantly read, and how can I be a better teacher? Mm -hmm. How can I be a better speaker? Invest in books and courses and things like that. There's so many resources online now on YouTube. How can I be a better teacher? How can I engage my students? How can I keep their attention in the you know in this electronic age when they're used to sticking their face in their phones <laughs> and everything? You have to be better. You have you're competing against that, and you but you have to get better and stay ahead of it. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. How can people get in touch with you, learn more from you and your company? Okay. Well, they can reach me at David Long at top10manager.com. And uh, our 800 number for our company, my employees, if, if anybody's interested in the recognition, is 1-800-489-0230. And uh, anybody answers the phone can take care of you. My people are all cross-trained, not an issue. Uh, so, yeah, that, they'd be glad to help you and share some resources with you at no charge. We're all about doing that, so that's not a problem. But I, I will say this. If your people that are listening to this, want to go buy my book, if they buy the hardback copy on Amazon of David Long, Built to Lead is my book, uh, if they buy that and they send me an email, at, once again, at davidlong at top10manager.com, and that's the number 10, by the way, not T-E-N, mm -hmm. uh, davidlongtop10manager.com, they send me an email, and the subject line, it says, please send Kindle version. If they buy the hardback and do that, they send me that. I will send them the Kindle version, which sells for 10 bucks on Amazon. I'll send that to them for free. Oh, and I'll also send them the copy of my workbook, which I've developed to help you get the maximum benefit Ooh. from reading the book. And that sells on our book's website, top10manager.com, cool. uh, for $8. I'll send that to them for free because I, I especially want to send that to teachers because teachers, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're impacting lives every day. Yep. Or you're not. <laughs> right you know so, so true people are tolerating you every day if you're not impacting lives yeah <laughs> so you you owe it to uh to the kids to do the best job possible yeah well david thank you so much for your time this has been awesome and i've learned a ton awesome thank you jethro it's my privilege As you have heard by now, I have joined the Edu Podcast Network, the podcasters network for educators by Mr. Nessie. And I'm pretty excited about doing this because I feel like I am part of a great group of other podcasters who really care about providing high quality content to educators to help them learn in a way that is comfortable 
and good for them. I hope that you uh, will listen to the other great podcasts on there and that you will uh, support the network by downloading and rating and reviewing all the shows that you listen to. And I appreciate your support in this show. You can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones and follow the podcast on Twitter at TRNFRM principal. I'd like to highlight a podcast from the Edge of Podcast Network today. This is the Educational Podcasting Today podcast by Jeff Bradbury, also known as at TeacherCast. In this podcast, you learn how to get started yourself with an educational podcast. And I've learned a ton from doing my own podcast. And if you're interested in starting, you can definitely watch this podcast and learn from it.